In August 1934, Dorothy Thompson was the first American journalist expelled from Nazi Germany on Hitler's direct order. It made the front page of the New York Times, and she returned to America a star. She was on her way to being one of the most widely read, discussed, and argued about journalists of the era. For much of the 20s, she had roamed Europe as a freelancer. In Berlin, her circle included Bertolt Brecht, Lada Lania, Kurt Weil, and the playwright Ernst Toller. All would flee to America after Hitler took power. Toller, unable to adjust to life in New York City, and depressed by news that a brother and sister back home had been sent to a concentration camp, would hang himself in his room at the Mayflower Hotel in Manhattan in 1939. In 1927, turning 34 and just divorced from her first husband, Thompson met Sinclair Lewis in Berlin. He was going through a divorce himself. At 42, he was among the best-selling American novelists of his time, the author of Main Street, Babbitt, and Elmer Gantry. He was also a notorious drunk, prone to brooding, and fabulously homely. Nevertheless, Thompson fell for him in a single night, and they were married. In 1931, Thompson interviewed Hitler in Munich. Her article appeared in Cosmopolitan, followed in 1932 by a book with the cheeky title, I Saw Hitler! She wrote, When I walked into Adolf Hitler's salon in the Kaiserhof Hotel, I was convinced that I was meeting the future dictator of Germany. In something less than 50 seconds, I was quite sure I was not. It took just about that time to measure the startling insignificance of this man who has set the world agog. He is the very prototype of the little man. She was far from the only outsider who saw Hitler before he achieved power in 1933 and wondered what all the fuss was about. But later, she took a terrific drubbing from fellow journalists for what one called her comico-terrible gaffe. As if to make up for it, when Hitler came to power, she turned obsessive in her warnings about him, in print and in lectures and even at parties. That led to her expulsion from Germany in the summer of 1934. Over the next few years, she became the second most widely read and discussed newspaper columnist in the country, behind Walter Winchell. In lists of the most influential women in America, the top three were always Eleanor Roosevelt, Claire Booth Luce, and Dorothy Thompson. Dorothy also influenced one of the most widely seen and controversial plays of the 1930s. Her husband got jealous, feeling his career was plateauing as hers was zoring. He complained of always having to listen to her speaking about it, by which he meant the rise of fascism and Nazism and all that. So there was clearly some competitive impulse behind his next novel, It Can't Happen Here, published in 1935. It was set in 1936 when a demagogue is elected president and turns America into a fascist dictatorship. In 1936, 
21 simultaneous productions of a stage adaptation of It Can't Happen Here, organized by the Federal Theater Project, hit the boards around the country. There were separate English and Yiddish productions in New York, a Spanish production for Cuban audiences in Florida, and a black production with all the bad guys played by white actors. It was seen by more than a quarter million people. In 1939, Dorothy managed to get herself ejected by Nazis for a second time. At the infamous rally of American Nazis held in Madison Square Garden in February of that year, she heckled the speakers so loudly and relentlessly that brown-shirted thugs descended on her and the police had to escort her from the building for her own safety. No people ever recognized their dictator in advance, she once wrote. When our dictator shows up, you can depend on it that he will be one of the boys.